Welcome to Pros and Dams. Hi, audience. Good evening, audience. And tis the evening to be podcasting. Follow la la la. La 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 la. Uh, um, I don't think we have podcasted. Is that a, is that a, is podcasting's a verb, right? Yeah, it, it's a podcast is the noun and you add ing to it, it's the okay. verb. Yeah, that okay. makes sense. Yep. So I don't think we've podcasted in the holiday season. No, um, if you're not counting Flag Day or Rosh Hashanah, we definitely have not. So that I'm, I'm, all the, we have not reached the holiday season yet. Uh, I think it's going to add a, a dynamic to the podcast when we podcast in the holiday season because not knowing about this for you, pros, December is the worst month of the year for me. Okay. Just in the sense that the, um, and I'm sure we'll have a podcast specifically about this, but just the intensity of, well, kind of what I say about why December is so stressful is every friend from best friend to acquaintance has to be seen in the month of December. I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. And this is that. very stressful. Yeah. It's a very stressful time. And um, albeit we'll still podcast in, 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 that, in that holiday season. That stress is consuming in every aspect. So that fa-la-la-la-la that we just went into was kind of like dun-dun-dun-dun, more like that, my brain. Yes, a little more uh, Beethoven-y. I think that was Beethoven that did the da-da-da-da. Like it's coming. Yeah. It's on the it's on the horizon, the holiday season. I I I'm proposing, um, you know, I'm as we progress with the podcasting, I'm getting better with my audio skills, um, you know, mixing tracks and stuff. I I wanted to add like, you know, like those holiday specials where they add like the little, like the bells sound in front of the the normal like, uh, TV show. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, you'll have, like, the Simpsons, but it'll have, like, that, you know, ching, 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 you know, like the, you know, like the sleigh bell. To town. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I'm i proposing we add that to our Christmas special. I think one of our Christmas specials would be a a live episode of us going to the North Pole. <laughs> yes. I think... I think I think we're we're storyboarding while actually doing a podcast, but that just speaks to the high standards of quality we have in this podcast. But like, if we could pull off doing a podcast remotely, like we do, but be it like we're at the North Pole, I think that would be amazing. Pros, <laughs> pros and doms go to the North That's, Pole. To save Santa, pros and dabs save Christmas. 
you know, there's some evil character there and he's preventing like the elves from uh, making toys for the kids or something. Frozen Dom's are oh, on the case. Oh, the evil, evil, oh, oh, feedback. That'll be the, <laughs> that'll be the, the evil person's name. Feedback. <laughs> yes. So... <laughs> That sounds uh, delightful. So we got to put a pin in that and thank everybody who is listening. This is this is good though. I'm glad. I want to keep this in because I think this is nice to give our our listeners a treat of how we storyboard and how we just actually come up with ideas. Yes, and and although this could be edited out, um, I'm choosing not Yay. to. Yay! Yay! Well, so no, no, you go, go, take it away. Oh, okay. So I, I woke up uh, this morning and I got thinking about this movie from the 90s. And I want you to tell me if you remember this movie too, Doms. Um, it was with a, like a genie and it, it was like a comedian who was the genie. Um, you know, it, was, it wasn't a cartoon. It was like a live action movie. Uh, are you remembering this movie? You're not... Are you are you tricking me? Are you, are you talking about Aladdin? No, no, no. It, it wasn't because Robin um, Williams Aladdin. was a genie. No, uh, remember Sinbad? Oh, Sinbad. Yes. Oh. Remember he was a genie in this movie. Do you remember the name no. of that movie? If I told you it was Shazam, does that sound familiar? No. 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 Are you sure? I'm. <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. So I distinctly remember watching the previews for this movie and watching this movie growing up. I do, and uh, you do. You do not remember watching Sinbad, the comedian, and he was like a lad. He was kind of like an Aladdin. He was just like a genie. No. So. uh well, this is unfortunate, uh, but this was another example. This is a callback to the Mandela effect. Oh, dear. This movie never existed. What? <laughs> I I remember this movie. I remember watching the previews for it. It, it was Sinbad. He was a genie. And maybe I watched, and I think what must have happened is there must have been like a Sinbad comedy special on the same time there was a movie related to a genie on <laughs> and I must have watched them back to back wow. <laughs> because the the Mandela effect movie never existed that's that's also something to be cognitive about beyond that beyond that one podcast is where that Mandela effect still manifests I I learned about that after we did that podcast, I learned about it the other day and uh, I got thinking about that movie and then I looked it up and it, it never existed. It was an, it's actually an example. If you Google the movie Shazam, um, something weird comes up. It's like a new 2017 movie. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a, a movie from like 1995 with Sinbad <laughs> that never existed called Shazam. Good for you, bros. <laughs> And just the fact it was called Shazam 
and it makes it, it sounds like a movie that would have happened like sinbad was a genie and let's call this movie sh- like i could see hollywood making this movie right it would have been a ter- a terrible movie but <laughs> well anyway pros <laughs> moving on yes moving, moving on. on um one of the things that i wanted what what the the subject i wanted to talk to you about as with most okay. of our, our subjects, I think it's rooted in just, you know, regular, you know, life experience is, uh, we, uh, I, my daughter and I probably on average about once a week go to this local diner. The, this local diner is called the diner. Um, and it's, it's a great diner. They, they know us, you know, they're very friendly. You know, my daughter, she, she likes talking with people. So we sit at the counter. She enjoys watching the food get made. And we talk to all, you know, the people and stuff like that. And, you know, it's a pretty, it's a nice 40 minutes for her and I to kind of eat and talk. And it's an, it's a nice experience. At that diner, we always go for breakfast. And the diner is a nice crosshatch of the little, the village that I live in. And, um, all, you know, all walks of life, but for this instance, for this, this circumstance, uh, we were sitting at the counter and at the counter was a older couple, older couple being in late fifties, early sixties, um, dressed in athletic gear, her in yoga pants and, and, you know, like. And, and something, I don't remember the top, and, and he had like a wind suit on and things like that. I was talking with Lily, we get our food, we start eating, and they get their food. And they are eating what, if I ate, would put 12 pounds on me before I even got out the door. She was eating like biscuits with sausage gravy, and he had like three pancakes with sausage, and he's just dousing the whole thing straight up in syrup. And they, you know, and it's a diner, bros. They're not using pure Vermont maple syrup by any means. This is, you know, this is just a high fructose corn syrup with brown food coloring in it. It's just straight up sugar, and he's just layering it on. And I'm like, so, so what? <laughs> Someone's in the back sque- squeezing out Aunt Jemima. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Into, in, into those crappy little glass syrup things with like the, the little slide thing at the top. Uncle Jemima. That, yeah, it's not even yeah, Aunt, Jema- Jemima. Aunt Jemima. And yeah, absolutely. It's it's just caro syrup and they have brown food coloring oh. they add to yep. it. <laughs> yep, yeah, just And you can just drink it because um, yeah. I have. But the... And then they're like chowing down on that. And then this huge double order of hash browns come out. No, excuse me, home fries. I always screw that up. Home fries. And they set it right down in the middle. And he just goes and grabs a big old ketchup bottle and he just starts. I mean, and then he like makes a mixture. He does the hot sauce in and he he makes like this ketchup hot sauce mixture. And then they just start going on and off. From the sausage gravy and biscuits to the home fries, him going in and and I'm like, what the hell is going on 
here. At this point in time, my sausage omelet with no toast has completely throw that out the window. That was completely worthless at that moment in time. I am now watching this sick, twisted, beautiful event that's you know happening to my right side. And you know, I was like, okay, hey, you know, bolt together, give him some privacy and we walk away and I'm like, wow, that was really, you know, that's really good for them. Good good yeah. No, good, good for them that, you know, they get to eat, that they, you know, they obviously work out. They can't eat that every day or they wouldn't look like that. You know, good, good for them. It's a nice little Sunday treat. I'm assuming this was a Sunday. Yeah, Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, weekend treat. Yeah. And then I sat down and I had this epiphany that I see this food order by two people at that diner many times, many times. But that food order is typically done by a more, by, you know, maybe the same age, maybe even a little younger, but a more obese couple. And this is, I'm, I'm bearing my soul to you and the audience. And, you know, when I have that, I look and I just dismiss it. I might roll my eyes. I might go, come on. You know, I might have a myriad of reactions, but it's, you know, it's, it's a very definitive action I have. It's like, well, of course they're eating something like that. Or why, why would you be eating something like that? Or, and I'm by no means, am I, am I throwing a stone as, as an obese person myself fighting weight um but it's typical that's what i assume a couple like that at that weight level would eat but that same exact food combination that same exact food order by a fit couple and i'm i'm my i find my myself cheering for them cheering same caloric yes. intake same carbs same fat, same salt. This is the same exact place, bros. This is the same exact orders. But in that context of the fit couple, they're champions. And in the context of the obese couple, or in most of the cases, morbidly obese couple, it's just, yep, typical, or, oh, that's disgusting. Like, oh, them again, they're back, as they are every Sunday, gorging out on this uh, huge plate of food. Right, or every day of the week, or, oh, I bet you I can figure out what they're going to get. You know, they're getting the Captain Crunch stuffed French toast special, which is real, but let's not get on a tangent about that. Um, the... <sighs> Hash browns or home fries? What's the difference? I I, I can't. Uh, the hash browns I, are I gotta, the shredded potato, yeah. and the okay. home fries are the chunked, the cubed potato okay. that are deep fried, where the hash browns are just shredded potato uh, that are grilled with like a little seasoning put on it. And uh, let's not confuse that with the dish called hash. 
which is like a meat yeah, that's dish. A meat, that's some nasty ass. Well, sorry, nasty, nasty meat thing. Uh, I like it. Oh, I bet you do. It's a nasty meat thing that it, I'm, I I accept you liking it. It didn't change what it was by any means after you said you liked it. Sorry, bros. Um, they got uh, a ten pound can at Costco, three ninety nine for the hash. Anyway, moment of silence. <laughs> that was that was the period of time my brain needed to make a decision about how I should react to the c word. <laughs> I see. Uh-huh. Um, so that's what okay. I wanted to bring to you, pros. Yeah, not. Not, maybe not that circumstance, but kind of like the Mandela effect in the sense that you don't know it's happening because that's the whole point of the Mandela effect is that you, 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 you're testing to the fact you know it doesn't happen. You're 100% sure of it. You know, I'm 35 years of age, and I just had that realization that, you know, this double standard in this sense, has to be going on in other places. Is it, um, is it kind of like people we hold in higher regard doing things that everyday people do? Uh, is it kind of like that? Like, and I'll give you another example of this. Like, if, if I saw um, a doctor coming up to a bar and ordering a PBR. Is that kind of like the same thing? Like if I saw, mm-hmm. you know, yep. a 60-year-old trucker with a, you know, dirty hat on and he said, you know, give me a, a Coors Light, please, or something like that. And then, you know, you see, you know, maybe a guy the same age, but, you know, he's like, you know, he had like, He's just getting out of work. You can tell like he's taking his white coat off. You see him come in and he orders, you know, the basic like (laughs) old Milwaukee or something. And you go, oh, good for him. He likes to relax. (laughs) Yeah. And I would even take it a step further. There, there, there is the disdain for that old truck driver with a dirty hat and he orders a uh, I don't know a Johnny Walker black label or whatever the heck the good ones are and you're like well what, what business do you have ordering that oh yeah like if you ordered a top shelf liquor or something absolutely like that. it's just that that you know, in I guess in the the diner instance, it's you know the same set of criteria. You know, one factor that's that the same factor that's applied to do two different situations has a completely different value proposition in my head. But I think it can you can kind of further expand out on it and say any time. A situation doesn't adhere to the norms or the stereotypes which you have for that situation. It creates a reaction, a noticeable reaction. 
Yes. Uh, and I, I think for this example, it, it all has to do with socioeconomic class and doing something outside of that socioeconomic class that you have. Uh, you know, so a rich person going to a garage sale versus like, you know, a van full of, you know, a family with 10 kids, you know, who's just getting by going to that same garage sale. It, it's it just like, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know people that were above my uh, social class did that as well. Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, like you get kind of a certain joy out of it. Like, oh, people, people outside my class, you know, socioeconomic class can do the similar stuff that I do or, or even lesser stuff than I do or, you know, it's a certain intrigue, I guess. I, 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 I see that. And and that's what I want to get into the pros and doms of it with is, you know, that's why I think like I, you know, that's what I value most about this podcast is that, you know, most of the times when you were out in our real life, we can't make a judgment. Yep. This is what happens if you do this and yep, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do that. You know, very noncommittal. But here we, we have this conversation that says, let's get into the, Let's let's do that. I ultimately, bros, I don't like it. I don't like a I feel it compromises my objectivity that you know that in the diner situation, you know, I see something that has that that has the the same factor that same criteria that that one that that element but applied in two different circumstances i have different reactions to it you with the 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 bar example right i i don't think it's a good thing and that's what i'm kind of looking for your opinion on or and kind of and kind of going with it because it, it made me uneasy once i actually came to that realization yeah, is it is it bad? The question is, is it bad that we feel this way where we get enjoyment out of seeing people do out of the norm things? Or is it, uh, should we just feel that anyone should be able to do, you know, anything they want, you know, within a certain, I mean, it, other than breaking the law or something crazy, uh, but it, should anyone be able to do Something that's kind of out of the ordinary for their socioeconomic class. Well, and and in the diner incident, I don't think it was socioeconomic. I mean, at the end of the day, they both paid, each couple paid probably $20, $25 for those three meals and, oh, so and, it's, and walked yeah, away. Yeah, it's not even that. Yeah. yeah, it's just something that defies your stereotypes of of, 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 of the, the your your pre-stereotypes of the situation of that you're going into and it, and it, it changes that. I don't want to say paradigm, but it just changes. This is what I expected to see. Okay. This is the opposite of what's happening. Good for them. Oh, okay. That 70. Okay. I'm watching something on YouTube right now, a 65 year old or an 80 year old, on their birthday is bungee jumping. That's freaking awesome. Good for you. Oh, there's a 20-year-old 
X Games player doing a bungee jump on the on the same bridge. Well, of course they're dumb enough to do something like that. Yeah. Shouldn't it's the same yeah. amount of it should I you know, should I have the same amount of awe and respect for somebody that's doing a bungee jump at that level regardless? And I, I think there it's a little different. It's like, no, of course not. Don't be crazy, Doms. It's you know, if you're an eighty year old doing that, that's a lot that's it's a lot more taxing and a lot more, you know, unique than some twenty year old doing it. But to bring it back to that diner incident, to bring it back to the bar incident, you know, does it matter that it's a surgeon ordering a PBR or it's a truck driver? At the end of the day, it's two people who have a job that obviously have some enjoyment drinking PBR or they wouldn't order it and getting that same thing. But it's like, ah, it's nice to see a doctor getting down with the with the common folk. Yeah. And it's like, oh. Yep, there's the common folk getting down with the BBR. I think I think what we apply in our head, or at least what I apply in my head when I think of these situations, and uh to bring it back to the the first example you gave of people who are healthy who choose to eat bad food once in a while. You know, I've had many people tell me that one of the reasons they work out is because they like to eat bad food. Uh, And so, therefore, you know, they're paying their dues. So we find it more acceptable to say like, oh, well, this guy runs, you know, marathons, but, you know, every... Every weekend, you know, he has this huge meal of just bacon and sausage and, you know, with every, you know, scrambled eggs and pancakes with everything on it. But then during the week, you know, he goes and runs, you know, five to seven miles a night and then he does a marathon every other month. That's, that's where, uh, you know, I apply in my head like, okay, this guy earned the street cred or whatever you want to call it to, you know, do this frivolous thing like, oh, to eat, you know, I'd have a cheat day and eat all this food where the person who weighs 300 pounds, they, they're not doing anything to offset that. And so they're, they're not having a cheat day. They're just having an every day. And I, you know, you're looking at like some disdain with them because Oh, like they're, they're living, uh, you know, they're very hedonistic with their life, I guess, you know, they're doing what gives them enjoyment, but they're not balancing that out by, you know, canceling the ill effects of that enjoyment. But likewise, bros, that Mm -hmm. meal is still the same negative meal. It's still the same amount of quote unquote badness. And eventually, that couple's going to get old enough where they can't run the eight miles every day to balance that, but they'll still have the physical aptitude to be able to eat something at that negative quality where the other one's already like that. And not to get bogged down in the minutia of that one example, 
what back to that kind of bridging it with the Mandela effect, what's kind of what I didn't, I, I didn't like that I was having that double standard of that reaction. But what kind of scares me is I, what, where else am I doing this double standard at? Yeah. What else in your everyday activities do we find this double standard? Uh, I mean, basically I, th- I think you make assumptions probably about every situation you find yourself in every day where you're expecting one outcome because, you know, you made some, a set of assumptions about this person and you're expecting them to respond in one way to a, a stimulus and they ended up responding in the complete opposite way. Right. I don't know if that's bad. I mean, I mean, you're using the that food example, and yes, that that situation is probably bad. I mean, it's it's unhealthy either way for the for the overweight person or the in shape person to eat that much food in one sitting. Uh, not to mention with the uh, the pouring on of ketchup. I mean, there's like a lot of one, one something people don't realize with ketchup is there's a lot of sugar in ketchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so that's just and not that the ketchup is the worst thing. I mean, we discussed the uh, the synthetic uh, maple syrup that they make that is just pure sugar that's not even naturally made, right? Uh, yeah, so it, it's not. There's by no means is that like a recommended meal to you know live for longevity or you know that's not or a reason why you should rep- be running a marathon. Right, right. Are you getting that much enjoyment out of doing that activity that you have to spend, you know, three hours a day doing exercise to offset So there's my point, bros, that there's just as much pros and doms with that couple eating it as there's just as much pros and doms for that obese couple eating it. Right, and the the one bothers us more, but should it bother us more that the obese couple eating the obese foods? I think it should bother us, us the same amount, but it, yeah. it it bothers me less when the obese couple's eating it because that's just typical and that just fits the standard. And it's making me joyful when the healthy couple is eating it because like, I feel like they're beating the system and they're not beating the system. They're paying the dues to just somewhere else. They're, they're, they're running and causing them shin splints and bone spurs and undue stress on their joints at that age that the obese couple is not putting themselves through, but the obese, you know, couple, it probably has more health problems than than the healthy couple does but it's 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 so many things it's when something defies your expectation or defies your stereotype defies an assumption and then how does it defy that gives you that net new response and i don't i don't like having that net new response based off of how it defied how it went counterintuitive to the assumptions I placed on that situation. Uh, well, let's, let's explore maybe another example and see uh, 
what we're looking at here. So we're assuming food is like a universal good because everyone eats. To live, you need to eat. Um, but bad food does have a, a bit of a negative stereotype on it. Like, oh, you're going to eat that? Like, you know, that has a lot of calories. That's got salt, sugars. Like, there's nothing. Very little of that meal is, like, nutritionally adequate. You know, it gives you energy, yes. But does it give you good nutrition? No. Right. Okay. <sighs> okay. So let's let's apply this. Let's let's take food out of the equa- equation. Let's talk about cigarettes. Nobody needs cigarettes. Cigarettes are have a very high, you know, social stigma these days. You know, no, you know, everyone who used to smoke doesn't smoke anymore. You know, there's very few smokers you see around. I mean, maybe maybe you see more where you know in your where you live than I do, but I definitely don't see what I no, used to. No, they're very for, few like, and smokers. far between. Yeah, like it's not common to see anyone like carrying a cigarette as they're walking down the street anymore. So if we see, you know, that healthy couple or that doctor light up a cigarette, and then we see that obese person, that unhealthy looking person light up a cigarette, do we hold the same? Would you hold the equal disdain for both people? Or would you say, oh, well, you know, maybe once in a while they get stressed out and they like to have a cigarette, you know, towards the healthy couple or that doctor. Whereas the trucker or that obese person, do you just say, ugh, typical? No, because there's no difference between that cigarette and an unhealthy meal like we talked about in the diner situation. Okay, I expect a surgeon that has all this education to know without it beyond a shadow of a doubt every bit of harm that person's causing themselves when they light up a cigarette. Okay. So, okay. So my expectation is, generically, somebody who has that much knowledge, and especially that much knowledge in the medical field, would not smoke. So when I see somebody like that smoke, I'm like, oh, damn, something happened. Because he has all this assumed knowledge, he can't just be a simple addict. That doesn't make sense. Right. He, he needs it. And, that, and then I see that, you know, the more, the obese, that same obese guy walking down the street with a raggedy, you know, with a more with sweatpants or some raggedy clothes and smoke and be like, yeah, what the, what the hell does he have to live for? Now, obviously, he can't tell you how the COPD is, you know, taking over his body, but he's got enough knowledge to know that it ain't good, but he doesn't care. But on the other hand, if that same raggedy guy pulls out carrot sticks and walks down the street and starts eating carrot sticks. I'm yeah. not going to have the same cheer for him or the same I'm not going to I'm not going to accept that behavior as much as I'm accepting that the fact that the surgeon is having the cigarette. Yeah, keep eating those those uh carrot sticks. They seem like they're doing a great they're they're, they're doing good for you. <laughs> Where I'm looking at the surgeon going, "Oh man, 
hey, take a drag for me. You obviously need it. You are. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. So, so I, I don't see it like that. So I, I would, I would look with the same disdain, like, wow, they're either way they're doing something unhealthy or, or if that obese person is carrying around the carrot sticks with them, I, I do feel good about that. Right. And I think that's and the you good don't. thing. No, I, I want to. But I'm telling you what my gut, re- I'm bearing my gut reaction to you. Is okay. that, please. Yeah, you got that way because you eat carrot sticks for snacks. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, oh, all right. There's a surgeon and he's eating carrot sticks and running. Of course he is. He wants to stay healthy because he knows firsthand what it's like not to be healthy. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if I totally agree with this situation here. Um, I don't know if this is just, I don't know if you're trying to justify why you eat bad foods. I, no, because I, I don't, I feel like I, I never lie to myself and I know when I'm eating bad foods, I'm just eating bad foods because I want to. And I'm at that moment in time, mentally weak because no, okay. you never need a pack of Doritos. You never need a sleeve of Oreos. So I just know that I've, you know, I'm, I fell, I fell off the stick to it train and jumped on the give up train and I'm riding it right <laughs> into the station. What train am I riding? I'm now? not going to answer that at all. That's a that's a train to that nobody knows the destination to, bros. That no one's getting on anytime soon. Runaway train, never going back. Runaway train, on a one way track. Um, the yes. I don't want to keep saying the same thing, but what I what I think is the issue that I have is when a situation defies a stereotype based on how it defies the stereotype you have has that net reaction that should not occur. I agree with you, bros. To look at a surgeon smoking should be disdainful. How could they be doing that? They know there's not a shadow of a doubt. They have 0.00 excuses to know that that's not healthy. There's a surgeon's general warning on the package. Right. That, and the surgeon general isn't a surgeon necessarily, but obviously... like Medical. <laughs> it has something to do yeah. with medicine. And I that, should that. see that obese guy in the raggedy clothes eating carrot sticks going, whatever he's doing... He's made that decision at that moment in time to be a little healthier than decisions he made prior to that. But because both of those situations defy my expectation or the stereotype in there, my reaction is completely different. And that's where I, I feel like it's not, that's not good. Uh, that's all very interesting. I just, uh, I just, I guess I don't know why you feel that way. I don't either. 
you know, and, and some people, you know, maybe I'm trying to see the good in people and you're just trying to see the bad. Or, you know, I just try and I think back to that assumption, I think some people put more value and take more value in being able to silo people and put everybody in a box and stuff like that. And, you know, it's kind of like a management tool. Doctors live a healthy lifestyle. Overweight people live an unhealthy lifestyle. When that, when I see that defied, my reaction is trying to justify that stereotype and how that stereotype is not, is not always true. Right. Um, like if you looked at me and you know, you saw I was a pretty buff guy, but you know, you realized I was building a tower to defend my homeland. You know, what would you, you know, it, it kind of defies the odds as well, I think. Right. And that, that you had some horrible trauma in your life that you're completely overreacting to, which has no base in reality or plausible logic that can come from it. Yeah, that's exactly my reaction to that. And, you know, whether you like it or not, that tower is going to get built. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Regardless. In early 2019, we're having the groundbreaking. <laughs> well, bros, I want to thank you for the 40 minute, 40 and a half minutes of nice conversation that we were able to explore this element of me and, and, and whatever, however I, I process life in. Thank you. For that 40 and a half minutes, because from here on out, there is no gratitude anymore. So let me end this podcast with the same way that I started it. Thank you, audience. Good evening, audience. Good night, audience. And thank you, audience, for listening to me on this. And please, like always, when we know this is public domain, we know it's podcast. So tweet us at pros and doms. Instagram us at Pros and, and Doms, that's P-R-O-S-E, because pros is always first, A-N-D-D-D-O-M-S. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, was I wrong whoa. in the spelling? Was I wrong in doing <laughs> you, that, pros? Yes. No, I don't think so. You said A-N-D-D-D-O-M-S. Oh. You, did, you, you had a triple D in there. There was a two D. Maybe I've already hijacked both of those handles. But no, that yes, bros, thank you. I guess you know, in my angered state, I added an extra D. Um, so, bros, with that, I, I, I say good night to you too, sir. Uh, and soon to come, uh, the Pros and Doms website at www.prosandoms.com. Uh, in addition to uh, thewatchtower.com, uh, stay tuned for that, where there will be a live webcam stream of the watchtower getting built. And, uh, you know, uh, maybe some views of the neighborhood as, uh, as it gets completed. Uh, it, I will not uh, cease <laughs> until it gets built. I refuse. 
Um, so look out for that. Uh, tune in next Wednesday uh, to TBS at 8 p.m. There will be a re-airing of Shazam. So tune in for that. Um, I hope you guys can catch that and have memories of the childhood that um, my memories have uh, intertwined with uh, reality and fiction. And uh, uh, finally, uh, everyone, thank you for listening to the Pros and Doms podcast and have a great night.